0: This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. With me this week are four fantastic human beings, Brian Murray. Hello. Kate Lamphere. Hi. Emily Pearson. Hello. And Vida Ayala. How are you guys all doing? Thank you so much for being here. We finally got through the intro after many takes. (laughs) Vida, Emily, you've never been on the show before, and I gotta ask, what are you doing here? What do you guys want to talk about this week? Who are you? Let's start with that.
1: Well, we both make comics. You both so. make
0: com- right, right.
1: Um, yeah, we just, I guess, mainly talk about The Wilds a little bit.
0: Okay, okay. And this is a book that's coming out pretty soon from Black Mask, that's correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yep. Cool, cool. So Emily, who are you? What do you do on The Wilds? And Vita, we'll get to you as well.
1: Um I am the artist for the wild, so I do the line art. I am yes. a co creator. So I I draw the black lines in, and then we get our wonderful colorist Marissa to help out with the rest.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And Vita, who are you? What are you doing on this show this week, other than talking about the wilds and stuff? And what do you do on that book?
2: Uh, I I write comics. I write in general. Um, but for <laughs> this book I I write the words uh on the back of napkins that Emily then interprets into something coherent (laughs) um um, yeah I I I write the book and Emily and I both uh develop the story together so and I am on the show I was asked to be on the show and I I was very
0: honored uh, to be asked. Here I am. Well, well, thank you both for joining me. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you too much on the spot there. Uh, I'm super, we're all very, very happy that you're here and we're here to talk about comic books. So let me ask the question that I ask our guests on our show every single week. How have you been? How have comic books been? Let's start with you,
3: Kate. I've been great. I ended up going to a very tiny Comic Con like five minutes from my apartment a couple of weeks ago and I found a A couple of local creators there, and I think I bought something from every single one of them. That's awesome. So it ended up being a great hour of my life five minutes from my house.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Have you been reading anything good lately?
3: Yeah. One of the comics I picked up from that con was called Extra by Christy McAlfer, and after doing some research on it, I realized that it was a compilation of a webcomic. So it's all online for free, which is great because it was wonderful and I want more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about an extra in a universe where everyone is either a main character or a villain or an extra where their, their role is kind of just to be saved or die. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's adorable. Just, it's um, kind of an um, airbrush art style. And it's it's very cute. I also read Dream Thief Volume 1 for our 2018 Goodreads Reading Challenge. It was Renee's pick. Mm-hmm. And I I really like that also. <laughs> I like all the things I'm talking about. It's great.
0: That's awesome. Uh, you're kicking butt on that Goodreads Reading Challenge. Holy cow, Kate, you need to slow it down. You're <laughs> making the rest of the people on this
4: show look really, really bad.
0: <laughs> it's only February, okay? <laughs>
4: Yeah, you get used to Kate making you look bad after a while
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great Uh, Well, Brian, how about you? How have you been? How have comic books been? What have you been reading?
4: I've been good Um, I ran out of borrows on my library's uh, digital app So my trek through Invincible has been paused But I'm about a hundred issues into that now
0: Oh my goodness Uh,
4: I also read Ice Cream Man number one Which you may recall was my pick a while back Um, it was, I thought it was going to be weird and man, was I correct. It is, uh, it is strange and fascinating and very fun. I also read Thrawn number one because I'm a giant Star Wars fanboy, and will read anything Star Wars that comes out. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job streamlining the novel for this book. I, I explained it on last week's episode as well, but this is basically the comic version of Timothy Zahn's Thrawn novel that came out not too long ago. And they're doing a fantastic job of keeping all the important details without bogging you down trying to adapt page for page the novel into a comic. Mm-hmm. If if you're interested in the story but a long form novel isn't really your cup of tea, then this comic will do a great job of getting you that story.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of positive reviews for that book. I'm I'm almost tempted to buy it. I I, I don't know if I could bring myself to it,
4: but we'll see. Let's get it, get it in trade.
0: Yeah, that's probably the the best bet. Um, but well, let's move on. Emily, how have you been? How have comic books been? What have you been reading? All that jazz.
1: <laughs> I've been great. Um, com- comic books have also been great. I've been reading a uh, Lost recently. Um, I've read the first three issues by Matthew Ehrman and Lisa Stirling. It's really, <laughs> it's really fun. It's like a horror story in like a small town. Um, but Lisa has this super Art style to it, so it's it's got this, it's it's a really charm a charming horror story, basically, which is nice. Um, and it's got a lot of weird supernatural stuff going on. I also read recently Eternal, which is by, I'm gonna butcher his name, I know it. <laughs> it's a uh, Eric Sewalski. Yeah, do you know how to say that? Um, yeah,
2: yeah, Eric Sewalski.
1: Oh, I said it right. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. you got it. You got it. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, I can't say any names. D, uh, I think it's Cuffney. Um. Anyways, it's about a, a group of shield maidens. They take on a bunch of men, and it's it's really beautiful, and it's gorgeously uh, illustrated. It's a, nove- a graphic novella. If you're interested in that, always.
0: That I mean, that sounds it sounds cool. Who publishes that?
1: Oh, Black Mask. Oh, okay. And then a uh, Long Lost is published by Scout. So, gotcha. Yeah, they're both really great. Um, yeah, and then I read a uh, volume four of Low recently, which I'm sure a lot of people know about that comic. It's Image Comics, uh, Rick Momender and Greg Ticini. Uh It's an underwater ap- apocalypse story, and it's got mm-hmm. beautiful art to it.
0: Yeah, I've that I've I tried the beginning of that book, but the art is what kept me on it. It's such a beautiful book.
1: Yeah, um, for sure, it's. Got this like really gorgeous loose style to it, and um, everything's just like perfectly drawn about it. It's the anatomy and like the scenery is like gorgeous, but it's it's like it's very loose, which I love.
0: Definitely, uh, and Vita, how are you? How have comic books been? How you know all that stuff?
2: All that good stuff. Comics have been treating me pretty well in terms of what I've been reading recently. I. And trades, I'll pick up issues one and two, and then if I like it, I'll pick up the whole trade. So recently I picked up The God Shaper Trade, um, which is a book by Simon Spurrier and Jonas Gunface, and it's gorgeous. This book is beautiful to look at, beautiful to read. It's magic. Sometimes you look at a book and you're like, oh, I, I don't know if these two people start to come together, and uh, it does. It It was more than what I could ever imagine a book could be for books that I've read in a while. And what else have I been reading? I read Cold War Number 1 uh, by Christopher Sabella and Hayden Sherman uh, recently. And it is really, really good. And then I think the last thing I read was another book by Black Mask, actually. Uh, the Black AF America's Sweetheart graphic novella, which came out recently by uh, Kwanzo Osejifo, Tim Smith III, and Jennifer Johnson. And that book, it's an all-ages book. Uh, that's set in the universe uh, that black is in. So this universe posits, what if only black people had superpowers? And it's a book about this young black girl who is raised by a white family, kind of middle America. And uh, you know, the news breaks that black people, some black people have powers, and she she has basically Superman, um, and she de- or Supergirl, I guess. And she decides that she's gonna and say. Well, because hiding, you know, is not the right thing to do, and it's a remarkable book. So, it's been a really good week in comics for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. I mean, I I read the I was reading Black for a while. Um, I feel like I dropped off for one reason or another, but it was such a cool series to begin with. Um, I, maybe I'll check this out. I didn't realize this actually came out, so I thank you for bringing it to my to my attention. Hmm. Um, For me, this week, I read Invincible, number 144, was my pick last week, it's the last issue of Invincible, Um, so a little bit of my heart is broken because that book has been a consistent thing in my life for a long time, and it's really weird that it's going away. I also read X-Men Red, number one, and I don't want to talk about it uh, (laughs) at all, I... uh... Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it there. Um, but I also read Sleepless number three. This was the first book that or the second book I read this week because I did pick up Invincible at Midtown Comics um, while I was on my lunch break and I read it immediately. But the first book I read when I got home from work on Wednesday was Sleepless number three. Uh, this is Sarah Vaughn with Lila Del, du- Del Duca and Alyssa Sala on art. Uh, this this book is so cool. This is the coolest book that Image is publishing right now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's this Renaissance era or medieval era story um, about two families and the matriarch or the patriarch of this family has died. A new king is crowned and everything's kind of moving in this royal fantasy setting. And I cannot stop wanting more of this book. They just had a big fight and they had a big backstory thing about this sleepless Knight character. This book is so fantastic. I can't get enough of it. Um, so if you haven't read it I highly recommend it Or wait for that trade to come out Because you're going to get super addicted Such a fantastic book And the art is so beautiful I can't get over it Man, so much of this book I just can't get over uh, But yeah, that's that's pretty much me So comic books are coming out On February 21st, 2018 Let's talk about what we're excited for And we'll start with Brian
4: Sure uh, My pick for this week Is going to be uh, Ice Cream Man number 2 uh, as I said, talking about number one, this this book definitely asked more questions than it answered. I don't want to like say too much about it, other than that the ice cream man is some kind of possibly evil god or something. It's unclear. Some kind like of all
0: ice cream men. Some kind Maybe. of
4: monster man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am I'm hooked. I want to find out more about what's going on here cool i mean you've you've piqued my interest
0: enough in talking about this book i think on the show and off it's it's i want to try it it seems really weird (laughs) and i kind of like that idea
4: number one that a really interesting thing that i'm curious if it's going to carry over or not where there were there's a spider featured prominently in issue one so if Mm -hmm. spiders are not your thing uh maybe stay steer clear of that but it talks there it, it has little asides in the panels just talking about like this is the spider this is its you know scientific nomenclature these are the effects that its venom has and then we realize why it's explaining the effects of its venom
0: oh boy <laughs>
1: that's
4: okay i'm terrified
0: um uh, kate what are you excited for this upcoming week
3: well, I cheated a little bit. Um, the Backstagers Valentine's Day special came out this past week, and I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. Cheater! And so I know <laughs> I'm just so excited about it. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything. I was I was more looking forward to read. Um, it's I've talked about the Backstagers before. It's a very diverse book, and it takes place with a tech crew. Um, the back that works backstage of like a high school theater mm-hmm. and I was in tech in high school. So this speaks to me a lot. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I've, I've been meaning to read this book. It's on my to read. Like I have a copy of it. I just need to sit down and actually read it. It's a good one. Uh, Vita, what are you excited for this upcoming week?
2: Yeah. Uh, I am super excited for Redlands number no. six to come out uh, by Jordy Belair and Vanessa Del Rey. That is one of the books that I'm reading in singles, which is not, you know, MO because I live in New York city and don't have a lot of room for stuff. <laughs> right. um, but it's, it's incredible. Um, if you haven't read the series yet, it is about the small town besieged by witches, but also now they run the town in a remarkably efficient way. And it's about an enemy coming in and them having to deal, you know, someone is a monster, but human.
0: Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. fantastic book. Yeah, uh, it's
2: very graphic, very grim, but also yeah. I very charming to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, Emily, what are you excited for this upcoming week? Or sometime in the future? I say every week, but, you know, sometime in the future.
1: Well, this one's coming out, like, about a week later, February 28th, but um, Come Into Me, number one. Uh, it's a Black Mask book written by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler, which is the team that did the Drakes. if you guys have mm-hmm. read that book it's a it's a really gorgeous book it's so weird it's like this body horror book that uh, that um, talks a lot about technology and um, the main premise is if you is if you have two people and then they share the same little bit and so it, it's weird it's definitely like it's it's definitely got like a lot of room for weird philosophy and stuff like that in it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to.
0: That's great. I, I, Peter Kowalski, I, I saw his art on that book sex that he did with Joe Casey. Uh, but, uh, I, I love his stuff. His, his art is beautiful.
1: It's, it's great. It's amazing in this too. I like it's it's gorgeous.
0: That's cool. Uh, well, for me, I'm super duper excited for Fence Number Four. Uh, this is by C.S. Pacat and Joanna the Mad. Uh, man, this book is the best manga that I've ever read, and it is not manga. It's a single issue comic book. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot get enough of this book. I really want to know everything there is to know about fencing, and I just want this book to teach me every single week like if this book could come out more frequently i would buy every single issue um because i i love this book to death um it's got such a great classic like rivalry story um and i eat it up every week plus the ca- the cast of characters is is really diverse we're starting to see a little bit more of them um and i really enjoy the way that they they're building not only the main story but a lot of sub side stories um so it just just fantastic comic booking right there um so i'm, I'm really excited for this book i just want to like want little action figures and i can duel them and write my own little fan fiction stuff about this book i'm really into it so <laughs> that's me um we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back we're actually we'll talk to vita and emily about the book their book the wilds and we'll talk about some other stuff that you know we'll get into so we'll be back in a second So for the second half of our show, as I said, we have Vita and Emily here who are working working on an upcoming book called *The Wilds* at Black Mask. Could you guys tell me about where, where this book came from? How you two came together, as, you know, to co-create this book and you know get it published at Black Mask? I've got a ton of questions about what it's like working for them, but I guess we can start with your origin story on this book, if that's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... Actually, Emily, why don't you go first? Because I always end up talking too much, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Vida and I met over Twitter. We started trying to think of projects we could work on together. We came upon that from, like, discussing about what Vida liked writing and what I liked drawing and stuff like that. And so then the story went through, like, a lot of changes and, like, a lot of variations and stuff we worked on to kind of, make it into what it currently is. And Vita uh, pitched it to Black Mask, and now we have it being published there, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that encapsulates. I am on Twitter way too much, and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's where I live. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw some fan art uh, that Emily had posted, I think, for Overwatch? I think it was The Tracer.
1: Um, oh, yes. and
2: I was like, this is dope. And I'm, I never have time to play games anymore, but I love Overwatch. And so I was like, I'm going to follow this kid. But yeah, we had a pretty millennial, uh, meeting. It's like we met <laughs> online. <Right>. Uh,
1: so. <laughs> um, we through a common interest of Overwatch, so <laughs>
2: brings people together it's very important um yeah
1: I, <laughs> absolutely
4: <laughs> it's like the only social I time that, i can i that. spend together It's playing the yeah, pretty much
2: that's a very very important cultural phenomenon so <laughs> it's so pretty um but uh, yeah um and i had been working on i've been working on the wilds for a long time under different titles and different plots uh, but the general idea was the same uh, throughout the time and when emily and i started going back and forth the the direction that we should go, I think, became very very clear. Any changes that were made were were more than worth it. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: that's no. It's it's that's pretty cool. I mean, the fact that you you two met on Twitter is kind of awesome. Like, I think that that's like proof. I I mean, I've I could go into just. Tons and tons of stories about the things and friends that I've made through Twitter. Um, I got a job through Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's so cool. I think that this is becoming like more of a common thing, and obviously it's working out well. I remember, I think, the way that I came across just this book and what this was, and the two of you, was through... I, someone had retweeted some art of one of the faces that was... Or someone's profile picture that had like the flowers on it and stuff, which is the coolest thing in the entire world, by the way. like Emily, that is just phenomenal work like it's beautiful um and so i like dove in and i was like oh can i where can i see more of this stuff like is she doing commissions for this kind of stuff and uh then you know and then we came across this whole hey we're willing to do this thing that's so cool that you two met that way so what what brought you to black mask with the book
2: i uh i'd been working uh with black mask on another book called our work fills the pews which i'm co-writing with matthew rosenberg
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and there have been some delays in that, but I, uh, the, I love the guys over at Black Mask. It's a very small company, and it's very DIY, and, and you know, those are, those are just a group of really great guys, and I was talking to Matt Pozzolo. I would love to do some stuff with you in terms of writing. Uh, so what do you got? And uh, I pitched him a couple of things, and, and uh, so this one, to me, was passionate about, and especially after talking to Emily, I, this was the one that I wanted to do really badly first. And, you know, it wasn't simple, or rather, it wasn't easy, but it was a, a straightforward and simple kind of path.
0: Right, right, right. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, so, are you, I don't know how much of this book we we want to actually talk about. I obviously don't want to spoil it since it's not out, but... Uh, can you can you talk about the potential other directions you maybe wanted to try with go with the book, or is that giving away too much about the world and everything like that?
2: I think that's fine, Emily. Uh, we've we've Emily and I have been talking about stuff kind of in this universe and even beyond this story in the last couple of weeks. So I would mm-hmm. yeah, Emily, do you want to take this?
1: Yeah, so we've been the story's gone through like a lot of different ideas and stuff like that. Like when we originally started working on it, we didn't have flower zombies or anything like that at all it was Mm -hmm. just mainly about the main two characters daisy and heather um it still is but like there's a bunch of details added in now and so we've been talking about all this different stuff we could do all and different characters and places we can look at in the world which would be fun to do but yeah as far as this story goes it really uh I'm not sure. I can't think of any ideas we specifically scrapped. I think there were some characters that used to be in the book that kind of either got combined or taken out or put as a different part of the story. But it, the way it is right now, I feel like is its best story because it's it's got you know great characters and it's it's a really it's a really um compelling story to work on as as far as like the art side of it goes.
4: I gotta say, I'm definitely glad that you chose to add in the uh, the flower zombies aspect because, <laughs> yeah. as as was kind of touched on earlier, those those are stunning to look at. It's such a cool concept, and the execution is so interesting that like the the first time I saw one, I was fascinated by it. I spent a lot of time just like staring at one panel.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we're kind of like late. In the game, I guess, but could you give like a brief synopsis of this book? Because I re- realize we're kind of talking around it without getting into the full <laughs> detail of the plot. So sorry about that.
2: <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good. Um, do you want to do you want to do it, Emily? Or?
1: <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. So the book is centered around two characters, Daisy and Heather, and they're two what they call runners from a compound, and so they go and they. Trade and salvage goods and supplies with other communes and other civilizations that are living in the apocalypse. But they also go and salvage goods from places or cities or stuff like that. And so uh, the book is the book is centered around two of the runners, and Heather goes missing, so Daisy has has to go out and find her. Yeah, and so alongside that, there's <laughs> there's a flower zombies. (laughs) (laughs) The reason
0: why there's there's compounds, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, about 10 years ago before the events of the comic, um, there was a plague. Everyone started getting infected and to turn into what we call abominations. And just what that means is they're just zombies with flowers growing out of their faces or other plants or anything like that. And, um um, so yeah, it's, it's very much a story about you know nature and uh, personal relationships the characters have between each other.
2: Yeah, definitely. So Emily, Emily's pretty good at summing up all the all the stuff, especially plot stuff. Mm, yeah. Sneaky. <laughs> so uh, basically, the story beneath the story is kind of. Oh, marginalized people, especially marginalized women and queer people and specifically are kind of expected to bear the burden of doing all of this physical and emotional labor in our society specifically. But I I don't think I would be too far in generalizing it for the world and how that can be crushing and that people of color and women of color, especially to do all this stuff, not at all complain or reap the rewards of what they're doing, and so the main character, one of the main characters, Daisy, uh, has kind of bought into the idea of I have to do all this stuff because without working myself almost to death, then humanity will die, right? So the runners are very important to this world. They ferry people between settlements because you know the wilds are very dangerous. We have other diseases that are just normal, but because there's no like modern conveniences are deadly, there are animals. Um, So the runners do serve this purpose that is very important, but all of the runners are that we consider disposable. Uh, There's a bunch of queer characters, um, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's about how it's okay not to bear all of the burden, it to expect that you will partake in Rewards is the wrong term, but we'll use rewards of your labor. Um, How we should not expect people to do all of the work and work themselves to death so that we, our lives are, um, and so Daisy goes through this kind of emotional journey of like, I have to do this because, you know, people will die if I don't too. I want to help and I want to do what I can, but I shouldn't be, you know, we runners shouldn't be the only with saving humanity and with keeping the status we are people too mm-hmm. and the metaphor of beneath everything but no one wants to hear that kind of crap so there's a bunch of beautiful you know images of zombies with flowers out of their faces emily's incredible at drawing nature in general uh some of the sweeping landscapes i i could look at the book all day i don't care about the words anymore I just want to look at them <laughs> look at the pictures um, yeah it's also a little bit about kind of isolation and how we tend to insulate ourselves and how we need to kind of connect with each other again and that all comes through uh, I think beautifully through Emily's art and Marissa Louise our colorist uh, through her contribution which is Emily together is an unstoppable team
0: totally um, yeah, I mean, hearing you say that it totally like reaffirms some of the feelings I got from the book. It's specifically around the whole ne- necessity to like do your job so that you can, you know, see other people survive. Like, I, I totally got that from the book. I, I, I'm glad that like I was right there with it. Um, it's always like a great thing. That's why we just need to have more creators on to be like, I understood your book, right? I understood <laughs> what you were talking about. Um, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Uh,
4: I, I, I did definitely get that theme of doing doing what you think you have to do at the expense of yourself.
3: Mm -hmm. Emily had um, mentioned the nature uh, throughout the book and I had, I had picked up on that quite a bit. There's a lot of buildings with like extra Ivy on it and there's a scene in the woods and everything and you did um, a really nice job with that. Emily, I'm really excited to see like if the Ivy is like a hint to something else or if it's just part of part of the setting.
1: Thanks. Um, It's interesting. The the nature definitely is, feels like a character sometimes in the book because of, you know, it kind of, it it just, there's a sense of like importance that I think Vita and I wanted to put about the nature settings in the book. And I don't know, I think if you read the first issue and then maybe farther into the book, you might understand a little bit about what's going on with that sort of thing and you know, it, it shows up through parts of this story, I feel like. I don't know. Vita, am, am I right on that? Or?
2: Yeah, you're 100% right. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was fun uh, because, you know, I always, when I'm collaborating with anyone, I want to know what they like to do. Um, and that was reciprocal between us because we talked back and forth about we, what we like to do. But Emily mm-hmm. immediately was like, I really like drawing nature and cute girls. And I was like, okay,
3: <laughs> <Perfect>.
2: <laughs> I'm saying there's something for everyone. There's beautiful trees. And then there's beautiful, you know, ladies and gentlemen, actually, everyone in the book almost is is. Beautiful <laughs> I was gonna um, say
0: I, I thought but, yeah there was like everybody was very pretty. <laughs> that's great.
2: <laughs> it's uh, just wait till you see the rest of the runners. I, I love them. Um, they all have their their quirks. but uh, another thing that was really in the back of my mind um, in terms of the nature um, was so I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big city, a couple million people. Uh, in my old neighborhood, they were knocking down a bunch of buildings because gentrification is a thing, but there was a lot that they knocked this building down and then they just left it. They just, whatever deal fell through and they just left it alone. And within two years, you could not tell there was a building there. It was, it looked like this little tiny forest in between these other two buildings. Mm-hmm. And after five years, there were full of trees in there. It was full anymore. Um, and they ended up actually having to tear up the plants because someone dumped the body in there because it's New York <laughs> City. But... It was was nightmarish. Um, But what was really fascinating to me, and this was something I did more research on later, just because it was interesting, was how quickly nature can take over an area that we leave alone. In the middle of this concrete jungle, there was this one patch that, it wasn't even dirt at the time, it was rubble. They just left the collapsed building there. And within a couple of years, you could not tell there were people there. And so that was, as I was writing a bunch of those scenes, was at the back of my mind of like, I'm the Mother Nature. So if given the chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's so, great. Uh, I mean, a body in the forest like that, just that's definitely the book.
2: It was rugged. It was uh, someone, and pardon me, I won't be too tragedy but it was also fascinating someone put someone in a suitcase like a rolling suitcase huh. and threw it over the fence into this place and no one noticed it for weeks until wow. the smell became extra pungent but the nature hid the suitcase
4: mm-hmm.
2: for weeks. No one noticed. It was bonkers to me. This is um, like the to turn- good
4: episode of Bones or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it really was. <laughs> was it was definitely or an x-file you know (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) really excited to see the wilds number two now okay so this is the suitcase issue right
4: is what you're talking about
2: just you wait (laughs) oh god oh no oh no
0: no.
4: (laughs) so if you ever put out like a special edition you can call it the suitcase edition
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's so good and also a nightmare
4: (laughs) oh boy (laughs) that's like the sweet spot where i i I read comic books likes to live (laughs) yeah um
0: (laughs) Oh boy! Sorry, I'm now. I'm just. I just have questions about what kind of suitcase. What? No. All right. Let's get off <laughs> that. We'll get off that topic. But um, so I guess what's what's the collaboration process like? If um, you know, if Emily, you're doing a lot of the art, and Vida, you're doing the writing. But it's obviously not like completely like separated. Um, how does the collaboration work between the two of you?
1: Yeah, we um, um we talk to each other a lot. <laughs> um, whenever there's anything going on like I just I just message video on Twitter I'm like hey is it okay to change this, this and this and I, I think like by this time I've probably annoyed Vito a <laughs> lot. Just
2: <laughs> no not at all. Not at all. I, I I honestly nine times out of ten I'm like, yep, that sounds way better than what I came up with. Uh, please do that. Um, I think that there have been a couple of times where I have been like I really kinda was a thing and Emily is always ready to, to mm. okay, but uh, we did a lot of pre-work yeah with this like we went back and forth for like what eight months like something crazy like that
1: oh wow yeah I did a lot of um concept art which really helped for this a lot because it's like oh man I did like a for dozing and Heather and so that just really helped having like a profile view of each character and just them and their different outfits and stuff like that yeah Definitely made us more prepared um, for for the actual book.
2: Yeah, and then once I get down to writing it, because we, dis- we discussed a lot of things change as I write them, because nothing ever goes to plan. That's not how things work in the real world, but um, <laughs> yeah. because Emily and I have talked out almost all of it, um, and she has been instrumental in every step of the process. When I go to write it, it's you know it can actually goes pretty quickly, um and then, as I'm writing it, i'll sometimes I ask questions about stuff she gave it. I feel like it's the same, like like she said questions, but also like I hope that Emily feels you know enough ownership over the whole project that you know she she feels comfortable just doing what she's going to do
1: <laughs> yeah it these characters from babies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so much um
2: i get messages we- about her begging me not to kill people <laughs> <laughs> and i just respond i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry
1: so Vita, oh like, like a panel of like a character sh- like vito was like determining whether or not to kill and then sh- <laughs> they just responded like oh my gosh i feel like a monster <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man! So is this like it, I, I mean I, I don't know is this going to be like a limited series? Is it like a long term kind of book that you think you guys have planned?
2: Uh, for now, the story is finished for this you know this particular arc in the five okay. issues. But this is we we have been discussing future stories. We have enough material, I think, between the two of us right now to do <laughs> like sixty issues of this book. <laughs>
3: that's awesome that's so cool how long does it um, take you guys to put, to put together a single issue like once you have all of the character designs and everything and you're into the series how long does it take to put together one issue
1: uh,
2: like a month and a half two months okay
3: scary?
1: yeah it's also it's also weird because Vita has to finish the script before i can completely start working on it and then i have to finish the line art before Marissa wants to start doing the colors. And then, you know, we have Jim doing the letters. So it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. We have like, it's like, we're working on like two issues at the same time always. So it's, it's an interesting process.
3: Yeah. My next question was going to be, do you ever work on more than one project at a time? Are you ever on multiple books?
2: I, I am. Uh, currently I am writing, uh, three. Uh, um,
1: I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's cool easier for me for this, to but... do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, it's not easy. Um, the wilds each issue is 28 pages of comics, not 28 pages of document. It's closer to like <laughs> pages of comics which includes the main story and then the, the best runs shorts at the end. And then, you know, on average, an issue of comics is anywhere between 20 uh, of comic of script. So I'm doing three of those a month. But Emily cannot <laughs> do that.
1: That's yes. not... I have to I have to just take care of one baby at a time. <laughs> if I... If I start doing another project
0: alongside this, I will never sleep. So. <laughs> gotcha. So, I, I, outside of the work for the Wilds, I know V you did a story in the Bitch Planet triple feature. What was it like working on that book in like this big kind of like anthology story?
2: It was awesome. Um, I I had a pretty open with uh, kind of the milk fed crew, which is mm-hmm. really awesome. And but they gave me a lot of freedom. To kind of do what she needed to do and say, um, and then the artist, uh, Rossi was she was very quick. I, I was very very impressed by how quickly she did those eight pages. I, Emily and and Rossi and everyone else, they all perform magic. I mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it works, but it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. I've done a couple of different anthologies, and it poses its own kind of challenges that I like to play with telling a whole gotcha. story in four to eight pages is intense
0: right I was gonna say that seems like you're really putting a very tiny box in order to deliver something that is like complete which is I, I, I gotta I think it's a serious challenge but it's like probably fun right
2: yeah it's my favorite kind of problem solving um I <laughs> I initially uh and short stories were my jam that was my medium so this is a lot of fun okay
0: Cool. Was there is there anything else like that you or, or any other I guess anthologies you worked in? Because I know I've I've read the Bitch Planet when I was like oh shit she's also doing this book. Um. <laughs> so. Uh. But is there anything else that like that you're like super proud of in in that anthology sphere?
2: I uh, I had two stories this past week actually in in anthologies which I both of them are very near and dear to my heart. Um. I had a story in the Secret Loves of Geeks anthology which is super awesome and it. Was children's story or fairy tale style story illustrated by a good friend of mine, Jesse Jordan, who's incredible. Um, and then I had a short prose story in the Twisted Romance Number Two uh, issue. And each issue of that anthology uh, drops one per week in February, and they're completely separate from each other. It's just a bunch of short stories, but yeah, I was proud of those. Um, That's cool.
0: Cool. So Emily, I, I before this book, I don't think I actually seen anything you done outside of some of the work that I, some people had retweeted. Was there any other books that you have worked on um, that you maybe want to plug?
1: Um, nothing, nothing as big as this for sure. Nothing as as long as this. I, uh, I have a friend, Jed McPherson, who did a web comic called Jacob, which I did a chapter four, and um, we had one of the artists that's doing a a best run story I actually did a chapter from that as well um can i can i say his name or are we keeping that secret for now
2: no you can absolutely
1: okay yeah so his name's christine and he's a great artist um he did he did a runner short and we both worked on uh jacob together or we did different stories but um and then yeah pretty much my first big thing <laughs> like um this is you know my first story that's being published it's awesome yeah it's great I'm really happy I get to work on this because it's it's an amazing story and Vita's just so patient with me the, uh, Vita's is so kind and it's like it's great
0: gotcha yeah that's uh I mean so where can we buy some of those overwatch prints I'm just curious um,
1: yeah no <laughs> I, know. I haven't. I, maybe I need to start doing something like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let me know, cause you had that Pharaoh one that was pretty awesome. Right. So I'll
1: I'll print it out for you.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> for you. So yeah, you guys are friends. This can this can happen, right? Um, <laughs> well, cool. I guess um, Brian, and Kate. Sorry, I realized I've just been kind of talking and talking. Do you guys have any other questions? I've just like can't shut up.
4: Yeah. Um- I, I'm curious, Vita, um, when you're scripting comics, do you have a special software that you use or is it all just kind of in a Word document or or napkins? I like used you said? to
2: use Scrivener napkin. <laughs> <laughs> I use Cuneiform tablets. No, um, I used to use Scrivener, which is great, um, but it the way it formats things, it makes it hard to change it later unless you also have Scrivener, so I just went back to Word, uh. honestly. Um, I actually do a lot of pre-scripting in a notebook. Okay. I'm the older, like level of millennial, so I pen a lot more.
3: So you just have really cool notebooks that you write in with really cool pens.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: for the most recent issue, Vita sent me uh, different information about the book in like a, a graph paper. Like, it's like they just <laughs> took a picture of the graph paper and there's like different color pens for like different. <laughs> Color coding and stuff,
2: so it's pretty great. <laughs> my notes from college were amazing. <laughs> I
4: have to tell you. <laughs> Mine look for like the uh, the kids menu at a at a restaurant, but
2: yeah. <laughs> someone accused me of ha- of like my notebooks looking like the ones from seven.
4: <laughs> like, was, oh like, boy! <laughs> uh, thank I was like, oh, you, that's, question mark? That's
0: fun. <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, Kate, you were going to say something, I think?
3: I just wanted to say that I really like the short story at the end of the issue, and it sounds like there might be more. So I'm really excited about that, because, um, you know, I could see how that would be something that would, would be hard to work into your um, your normal plot line through the issue. But I also really liked seeing more of just the characters being in their, their natural daily life.
2: Per issue. Um, and... After the first, they're in to do the art for each issue. So the first one follows uh, Reese, which is short for Rock'em Sock'em. smile smile He's adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Emily and I, we were talking about all the runners and how much we love them. And I realized that you will get to know them in the main story, but you'll never get to see them in a time of not crisis, equilibrium. And so I thought it would be really fun to have kind of Running alongside where you really get to know and love the characters so that when you go back you'll see it in a different light um, and each story that is revealed or that that reveals something about each character that it follows that I think is pretty fundamental to who they are um, the last I can I mean do you want me to I won't spoil the stories would you want do you want me to tell you the best runs or is that like something you want to be a surprise i
0: mean that's totally totally up to you i mean i i don't want to spoil, spoil your book but i mean if you if you want to go on we can we could put up a big spoiler alert sound right now <laughs> xander put in one of those and then we can go from there that's okay
2: okay yeah that works um so i'm not going to spoil the stories at all um and i will preface this by saying the events that run shorts take place before the beginning of the series so that's I'm not really revealing anything of what's to come, sure. Um, in that sense, first one follows Reese, who is uh, he's the adorable little brother that you wanted. <laughs> uh, he's based physically on Dennis O. I just I just looked at pictures of Dennis O. for like an hour and then wrote this. Um, the second <laughs> okay. one follows Heather. <laughs> I love him. He's just as he's just so mischievous and all
1: in my the, face. like.
2: He's the, He's the best. So that's the second main character of the book and also Daisy's lover. The third follows Frank, who uh, is not really in the first issue. So I'm not going to tell you about him too much, except that he is physically based on Lee Thompson Young. Okay. Uh, rest in peace. Super dope. If you've seen Rizzoli and Isles, he was Detective Frost. If you've, there's a bunch of stuff that he was on before then, but that the last thing that he was working on. The fourth one follows, I, there's no cursing on this podcast, I assume, yes?
0: No, no, you can curse curse your life away, oh, okay, that's cool. totally fine. Uh,
2: <laughs> awesome, I have a potty mouth. Uh, so the, the fourth <laughs> story follows Seven and John, so Seven, he's my favorite kind of asshole. He is just like, like if Gambit was like a Hispanic dude, like that's, that's who's <gasps> like, my heart he's
0: just... <laughs> You've sold Mike. Yeah. I've got to get to number four now. <laughs>
2: I love him so much. He's such a bloody dick. Like, he's just such... He's just the best. And his lover, John, who is the exact opposite. He's like a sensitive soul.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> who oh, just, no, you're, you've...
2: just wants you've to read poetry me. and, like, just exist. And he doesn't like conflict. And Seven's like, hey, look at that. That's going to cause trouble. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> Let's do this thing. <laughs> um, so it follows the two of them. Um, I love the runners. I love them so much. Uh and Chris actually was doing uh, the art for the third one. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to mention. So Jesse Jordan, a good friend of mine who did uh, the, the first 1st Your Love of Geeks uh, did the art for the Heather Short. Um, Emily's friend Chris uh, did amazing and who worked with her on Jacob uh, or did a story as well on Jacob is doing the art for the third. The fourth uh Illustrated by uh, Isaac Goodhart. Sorry, I'm choking to death over here. I have no water. Um, <laughs> uh, Postal, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love him. And he was so excited to do everything that you're going to see. And I can't wait for you guys to see because it's it's so funny. Um, <laughs> and then the last one is Daisy. and Or concentrates on Daisy. And uh, it is being drawn by Phil Seavey who I teamed up with on uh, my short for the mine anthology, which was uh, an anthology to benefit Planned Parenthood. And Phil, uh, he is the master of getting as much emotion in, <laughs> into a panel as possible. So, so That's those great. best runs are fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. See that like, backup stories like that, like really can suck you into a book. I'm glad you decided to go with it. I think Kate really appreciated it well as well.
2: No problem, and they all form one longer narrative. So all of them, the pre, like, quote-unquote present scenes are them talking and telling each other these stories. Yeah, of their best runs.
1: I think I think all of the the runs together is like long enough to be one issue too. So yeah, so
2: it's twenty twenty pages of comics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's great. I got to draw uh, the first one with Reese because. I love him um so, yeah that was really fun
0: to do oh, that's great so do you when do you think you'll when it goes to collected edition i realize this is like getting just way into the process and things you'll think you'll separate those out and put them at the end of the book or do you think you'll keep them at the end of each issue
2: i if i had my way um i'd be at the end their own thing at the end um okay. so there's something that happens kind of at the beginning of each book and something that happens at the end of each book that I would love to then, when you get the collected, to separate into their own sections. At the beginning mm-hmm. of each issue, you'll have a page um, that's kind of background mm-hmm. on the world and each one will concentrate on something different. So the first one I think is about the virus and how it affects people. And then subsequent ones, we'll talk about other things that have to do with the world. And I'd love to have those up front. And then all of the best runs come together to form one story so i'd love to have them at the end but
0: okay cool well we'll lobby to black mask for that uh i don't (laughs) know how that works considerable
4: influence (laughs) yeah yeah
0: um well cool i guess um so yeah any final thoughts any final questions anything you guys want to plug i think we're we could probably start to wrap up here seeing and hearing none we can just wrap up here uh, so well i seriously want to thank the both of you for coming out on the show this is so cool to talk to people working on real serious beautiful amazing well written well thought out comic books not to say that all the comic books out there aren't but this one was really nice i really enjoyed reading it um so thank you for getting that over to us and letting us read it. it's been awesome but I guess to sum everything up you can follow everyone on Twitter uh, you can follow Emily at Emishly Art uh, you can follow Vita at Definitely Vita you can follow Kate at Kate L. Fear. Uh, Brian at Brian Head and me at, at Mike Rappin. you can follow the show at IRCB Podcast we we'll retweet all sorts of stuff post polls every Friday-ish um, and yeah <laughs>
3: You can visit us on Goodreads. Our group has weekly threads. This, this week's thread is a $10 Comicsology card giveaway. We just reached 300 members. You just have to answer what your favorite comic is by the 28th of February. Um, you can also visit ircbpodcast.com. Um, there we have all of our shows and a pronunciation guide, which is very helpful.
0: Which I will be updating. I will be updating,
4: I promise, with your name, Vita. <laughs> Please go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Give us a rating. Help people find us. I know Apple at least has their arcane algorithms. So the better you rate us, the more people find us. Email the show, ircv at destroythesive.org. That's where you can send your questions, your concerns. If we mangle anybody else's name and you want to get that on the list, send it to us there.
0: Uh, Infinity Shred does all the music for our podcast. They are the absolute best band in the universe. Xander is our editor. He's also a real life wizard, and it's fantastic that he spends his time working with us every week. Um, So finally, I want to say thank you to Brian and Kate and Vita and Emily for being on the show this week. Special thanks to all the listeners out there and all the Kickstarter backers who helped us get all of our awesome equipment for Emerald City Comic Con coming up. So make sure you can find us there. We will be there all days of the con, so reach out to us. We have stickers and pins and stuff and if you come find us i'll give you some stickers and pins because i have a ton of them and i need to just get them out of my apartment um so emily vita thank you so much for being on the show it has been an absolute pleasure um maybe you guys can come back if you if you feel like you want to just sit and hang out and talk about comics with us you're more than welcome
2: yeah that fun. That great.
0: cool well thank you guys again we will check you all next week This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. With me this week, I am joined by four fantastic human beings. Brian Murray. Hello. Kate Lamphere. Hi. Emily Pearson. Hello. And Vita Ayala. I totally just butchered it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike, we practiced. <laughs> I know. I did this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Brian Murray. Hello. Kate Lamphere. Hi. Emily Pearson. Hello. And Vida, I, I lay. I- 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 oh my god! <laughs> Ayala. I Ayala. I- 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 Jesus, Ayala I- Oh my gosh, guys! All right, all
2: right. It's okay. Start. It's all right. I, I-,
4: I-, think it's the I- the Vida Xander, I- leave all this at the episode.
2: Just record yourself saying the name later, and just <laughs> drop
1: it. <in. laughs>
0: and blank. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: Uh. This is the I Read Comic Books podcast. I am your host. With me. Start so start, start again. <laughs> I'm totally just like totally ruined. All right.
2: I think you should keep all of This is all going <laughs> in the end credits.
0: Yes, I already yeah. know that. <laughs>